Welcome everybody to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today it is Tuesday, November 12th, I mean 15th, and I'm going to be recapping all the, uh, all the games from this past week, week 14. There were some upsets and there were some pretty good games, games that uh, shook up the playoff race. And I'm going to be recapping them. And then after this, I'm going to be talking about talking about the playoff scenarios for this upcoming week. Previewing some of the games. And, and yeah, so let's, uh, let's get to it. The first game I have to recap is the Thursday night matchup. We had the New England Patriots traveling all the way to Los Angeles, California to take on the L.A. Rams. The Rams won the game uh, 24-3. Three Patriots cannot get anything going on offense. That's been their struggles all season. And the Rams have a really good defense, especially front seven with uh, Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers. Cam Newton in this game, he was 9 of 16, had 119 yards, one interception, and was sacked four times. Then uh, Belichick... Brought in Jared Stidham. It seems like whenever the Patriots are down by a lot, he makes the switch to Jared Stidham late in the game. I have no idea if that's due to him trying to protect Cam Noon or just trying to see what he has in Jared Stidham. Personally, Patriots, that's going to be their number one concern this offseason. Actually, one of the two. Quarterback and receiver. Those are the two big position needs for them. Jared Goff, he was 16 of 25, had 137 yards, one touchdown, one interception, sacked one time. Not the best, but also didn't need to do a lot. Cam Akers had a, had a big day, the rookie from Florida State. He had 29 carries for 171 yards. Jared Goff also had a rushing touchdown. Damian Harris had 50 yards on the ground for the Patriots. Lean receiver for the Rams was Tyler Higbee with two receptions for 34 yards. Cooper Cup had five receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown. Only receiver for the Patriots was Nikhil Harry with three receptions for 49 yards. Cam Newton fumbled the ball one time, did not lose it. Though, leading tackler for the Patriots was Adrian Phillips with 10 tackles, and he had one tackle for loss. Last leading tackler for the Rams was Kenny Young with eight tackles. And he also had a sack, a tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. Michael Brockers had five tackles, two sacks, and two tackles for loss, and two quarterback hits. Aaron Donald, one and a half sacks, one and a half tackles for loss. In this game, Kenny Young had a pick six. Miles Bryant for the Patriots had an interception. And the Patriots fall to six and seven making the gap smaller for them to make the playoffs. They they would need they would need to win out and have other things happen. It's I'm pretty sure it's out of their they they can't they don't control their own destiny as of right now. I'm gonna have to double check that later. But Patriots they're just having a rough year. Yeah, Rams, great. They're having a great year. They're nine and four. I believe they're winning the AFC or, I mean, the NFC West right now. And 
And Rams are surprising. They got rid of, uh, what's his name, uh, Todd Gurley this offseason. They, they're in a, they were in a bunch of cap trouble. And people were, were like, and they didn't have draft picks. So how do you improve this team? Well, they couldn't really improve the team. Team or get new players. All they had to do was just hope what they had works out. And I would say right now it's working out. Sean McVay, he's, he's a great coach. He's young. It's our, he's already been to a Super Bowl. And, yeah. So, we'll have, we'll have to see what the Rams can do going into the playoffs. Patriots, maybe they, they start losing games. Who knows? Moving on, we got the another matchup. We have a rematch of the Super Bowl. We had the Denver Broncos, Super Bowl 50. We had the Denver Broncos traveling to Carolina take, to take on the Panthers. Denver won the game 32-27. Game did not have a whole lot of defense. Drew Locke had a great day. 21-27, 280 yards and four touchdowns. One intercept, you know, sacked one time. He's trying to play the best he can, try to potentially save his job because he's had a a couple games this year where he hasn't been playing the best. And really, and a lot of Broncos fans are wanting the Broncos to get a new quarterback. Drew Locke is young, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. There, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he was, he was solid. 30 of 40, 283 yards. Was sacked four times, though. No, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, but I guess if you're not turning over the ball, that's that's not a bad thing. So, uh, Mike Davis, he had 11 carries for 51 yards and two touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater did have one rushing touchdown, though. Liam Rusher for the Broncos was Melvin Gordon with 13 carries for 80 or for 68 yards. Robbie Anderson had eight receptions for 84 yards. For the Panthers and KJ Hamler, two receptions for 86 yards and two touchdowns for the rookie from Penn State. Drew Locke fumbled the ball twice, only lost it one time. Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons were the leading tacklers for the Broncos. Jeremy Chin, the rookie from Illinois State. Was that South Southern Illinois? My bad. Yeah. Or South Illinois. He had he's been having a great year. Eight tackles. One sack, two tackles for loss. He's been, he's been having a great year. And the Broncos moved to 5-8. and eight. Still have a slim chance at making the playoffs. Slim. When I say slim, it's, I'm pretty sure it's like a half percent or something right now. They, they need a bunch of crazy things to happen. It's out. Obviously, they, they have to win out. And they don't need other things to happen, which it's not likely to, but you never know. So, so maybe Drew Locke can play well and save his job. Moving on, we have um, we had a pretty good matchup, or at least what I thought would be a pretty good matchup. We had the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Colts won the game forty-four to twenty-seven. Played great defense throughout. 
and they they had a good showing on offense. That that's the thing about this team. You, they're going to need to play good offense. Defense, they have a great defense and and all that, but their concern was their offense. They're not putting up points. It's going to be hard to win. So, if you if your offense can score score some points, then that's always helpful for your defense. So, uh, Philip Rivers, he was 19 of 28, had 244 yards and two touchdowns. Derek Carr had a rough day, 31 of 45, 316 yards, two touchdowns, but did have two interceptions. Josh Jacobs could not get going. Jonathan Taylor, the rookie from Wisconsin, had 20 carries for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Probably his, his best game. T.Y. Hilton, this, the past couple of weeks, has been uh, doing very solid. Had a slow start to the season, but has been coming has been uh helping out right now when they really need him to. So five receptions, eighty six yards and two touchdowns. Nelson Aguilar had five receptions for hundred yards and a touchdown for the Raiders. Darren Waller, seven receptions for seventy five yards. Hunter Renfro fumbled the ball and lost it. Jonathan Abram, another Mississippi State alumni, had fourteen tackles, half a tackle for loss for the Raiders. Lane tackler for the Colts was Darius Leonard with 11 tackles. Uh, Kenny Moore, the second, had an interception, and Kari Willis had a pick six for the Colts. And the Colts move on to four and four. I mean, not four and four, nine and four. Raiders fall to seven and six, makes, making it harder for them for, to make the playoffs. Moving on, we, have, we had a matchup that I – didn't think it was going to be exciting. We had the New York Jets taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Last week, the Jets had a chance at winning the game. And they blew it. Let off pretty much a Hail Mary. Though, can you really say it was a Hail Mary if you're blitzing eight and you're not even dropping guys back? Like, they dropped three guys back. I don't, I don't know. Sam Darnold, he had a rough day. He was 14-26. Had 132 yards, zero touchdowns, but zero interceptions. Was sacked three times. Just giving the Jets more, more of a reason to move on from him. Him. Russell Wilson. He was 21 to 27. Had 206 yards, four touchdowns, but one interception. Geno Smith came in and got some playing time. He was four or five for 33 yards. Was sacked one time. Chris Carson's. Had a solid day, 12 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. Carlos Hyde had 66 yards. They got a little bit of a rushing game going. Leading rusher for the Jets was Josh Adams. Had six carries for 27 yards. DK Metcalf had six receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver for the Jets was Braxton Barrows with three receptions for 49 yards. Frank Gore. Now, you don't see this often. Frank Gore fumbled the ball. And that's the one player I know who doesn't fumble the ball. I'm I'm just curious. How many fumbles has he had in his career? Because if I remember right, I don't... uh, He he hasn't fumbled the ball a whole lot in his career. Okay, can I see career stats? Uh... Uh, hold on. One second. Geno Smith also fumbled the ball. I guess some, some things never change. Change for him. Uh, 
has a career stat. Careers. Oh, that's 2020. No, I want to see career stats. Okay, career. Uh, hold on. Fumbles. Oh. Maybe maybe I was wrong. 47 fumbles. 47 fumbles out of 239 games. He had he had fumbling problems early on in his career, but so he, yeah, early on. Okay, so early on in his career, most of his fumbles came early on in his career. So from from the looks looks of it. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, uh, moving on. Uh, let's see. KJ Wright had and Bobby Wagner had six tackles. Lean tackler for the Jets was ne- Neville Hewitt with nine tackles and two tackles for loss. Marcus May had an interception, and the Jets go to own thirteen. Seahawks go to nine and four. Still. Still trying to win the A or NFC West. Moving on, we have we have a another uh, or not another upset. We have a what? Okay, for some reason it changed the order. Uh, we have we have an, we had a big upset this weekend. We had the Philadelphia Eagles. Taking on the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints was an easy bet for most people. Jalen Hurts was getting his first start. I'll admit I didn't have confidence in him. But he got the job done. It was Taysom Hill. It wasn't bad. Did take a lot of sacks, so. Though he was... He had he was twenty eight thirty eight had two hundred ninety one yards two touchdowns one interception was sacked five times. Jalen Hurts in his first career start he was seventeen to thirty had one hundred sixty seven yards one touchdown was not sacked at all. Now that's impressive because I'm pretty sure the Eagles' offensive line's been pretty bad this year, but in this game and the Saints have one of the best defenses in the NFL, so. So that's impressive. Miles Sanders had a big day. 14 carries, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts had 100 yards on the rushing. So teams are going to have to watch out for that. Now, Jalen Rieger was the leading receiver, uh, the rookie from TCU. He had two receptions for 46 yards. Leading receiver for the Saints was Michael Thomas with eight receptions for 84 yards. Taysom Hill fumbled the ball, so Jalen Hurts. Lean tackler for the Eagles was Alex Singleton with 11 tackles, Josh Sweat and Javon Hargrave 
both had two sacks in this game. Marcus Williams and Quan Alexander were the leading tacklers for the Saints. Duke Riley had an interception for the Eagles. And the Eagles go to 24-8-1. Still have a chance to win the NFC West, I, I believe. But might need some help. Saints go to 10-3. Three still solid, solid. Uh, I have no idea when they get Drew Brees back. Hopefully by the playoffs. They still have three weeks. So then again, probably that's that's a question, real question. Say he comes back week seventeen. Do you play him just so he can get loose since he hasn't played in a while, or do you rest him? That that's the tough decision because. You play him out there, you're also risking a little bit of him getting re-injured. And uh, but at the same time, time uh, you don't want him to like start off with a bad game or something. But he's been playing for a while, so we'll, we'll, I we'll have to see. Moving on, but I, I have no idea. Saints still are in a good position. They're number two in the in the NFC right now, right behind Green Bay. So, moving on, we had the uh, Washington Football Team traveling to Santa, or should I say Arizona? I, I forgot. The Forty ers are playing in Arizona right now. I'm pretty sure they're going to have to play there for the rest of the year. Here, uh, Alex Smith. He unfortunately got hurt in this game. I hate to say it, but it was bound to happen. That Washington offensive line is bad. And when I say bad, it's it's bad. It's gotten almost three quarterbacks hurt. You got Kyle and Allen hurt. You got Alex Smith hurt a couple years ago, but I'm pretty sure it's a different offensive line, but still. And then Dwayne Haskins came in. Luckily, did not need to do a whole lot. He was 7-12, had 51 yards. Alex Smith was 8-19 for 57 yards, had one interception. They relied mostly on their defense. They, they didn't even have an offensive touchdown. So did they get a bunch of points from field goals? 11. Yeah. Every, all their points came from... Their defense. So that's a concern for Washington. Uh, Nick Mullins, he was 25-45, had 260 yards, one touchdown, one interception, was sacked four times. Reem Moser, 14 carries for 65 yards. J- J.D. McKissick had 68 yards on the ground for the football team. Logan Thomas was six, had six receptions for 43 yards. Brandon Ayuk, the rookie from Arizona State, Is that right? Arizona State, I believe. Had 10 receptions for 119 yards. That is correct. He's been uh, doing well lately. Uh, 49ers fumbled the ball twice and lost it. Chase Young recovered a fumble and took it back for a touchdown. Down. Big for him. Uh, John Bostic was the leading tackler for the football team with 10 tackles, one pass deflection. Chase Young had one sack, two tackles for loss in this game. Lane, 
uh, and then Cameron Curl had a pick six. Jason Barrett had an interception as well. And the football team goes to six and seven. And I'm pretty sure still lead the... Actually, yeah, they do lead the NFC West or East after, uh, the, or after the Giants lost. Moving on, we had, we had a, a Sunday night football matchup. Sunday night football matchup. We had the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling, traveling, uh, a hundred fifty miles. I think. How far? How far is Buffalo? Pittsburgh from Buffalo. I know it's not too far. Let me see. How far is it? It, they a hundred and uh two hundred two hundred eleven miles my bad I said a hundred fifty it's a little bit farther than that three hours it's still not bad but but yeah they traveled to buffalo buffalo they were eleven and one bills were n- nine and three going into this game. And the Bills won the game 26-15. to 15. It was a very slow half, first half for the, both teams. They could not get anything going on offense. Defense were making tackles, making plays. Big Ben, he had a rough day. He was 21-37, had 187 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and was sacked one time. Steelers could not get a rushing game going. Had 47 yards total. Zach Moss had... 43 yards for the Bills. Bills have not been a big rushing team this year. Josh Allen, not the not the best day, I'll admit. It was he didn't have the best day. It was day. He was 24 of 43, had 238 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and was sacked one time. Time. Uh Stephon Diggs had a big day. 10 receptions for 130 yards and one touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster was the leading receiver for the Steelers with six receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. Dawson Knox fumbled the ball. Ball, which which was not good for the Bills. They fumbled the ball three times, only lost it one time. James Conner fumbled the ball one time and lost it. Or did not lose it, my bad. Avery Williamson was the leading tackler. Uh, he had his first start for the Steelers, filling in for for uh, Devin White. Wait, wait, no, Devin White's on the on the Buccaneers. My bad, Devin Bush. Devin Bush. I I, I get them mixed up sometimes. Times because they're both name is Devin. That that's my bad. Bad. Um, only tackler for the Bills was Jordan Poyer. He was all over the field. Field. Teron Johnson had a pick six for the Bills. Levi Wallace had a big interception. Mike Hilton had an interception for the Steelers. Bills move on to ten and three. Steelers move on to eleven and two. Are on a two game losing streak. They need. They they already clinched the playoff spot. Bills had a chance too, but 
but they needed the Ravens to lose, and they won their game. So, Bills just need to win a game next week against the Broncos, and then they're in the playoffs. So, so yeah, Bills playing real good football right now. Josh Allen though uh, needs it needs to do a little better. He, he had a, a little bit of a rough game game, but it, it happens to everyone. So. In the end, it's about getting the win. So, so it still needs to play better. Hopefully, this was just a one-game thing. So, moving on, we we had the Houston Texans traveling traveling to uh, Chicago, Illinois to take on the Chicago Bears. Bears, what what happened? You you were on a six-game losing streak, and in this game, you put up you put up thirty-six points on offense. Texans, I know they don't have the best defense, but still, like, where has this offense been? Mitch Trubisky, 24-33, 267 yards, three touchdowns, one sack three times, though. Deshaun Watson, 21-30, 219 yards, one touchdown. Down was sacked six times. Houston's going needs receivers and offensive line, so. And maybe a running back, so. So and they don't have any draft picks. They're in, in a similar position to the Rams. Rams, but the Ram Texans, uh, they need they needed some help. So uh, David Montgomery had eleven carries for one hundred thirteen yards and one touchdown. Down Allen Robinson was the leading receiver again. Nine receptions for one hundred twenty three yards and a touchdown. Leading receiver for the Texans was Chad Hansen. Chad Hansen. He had seven receptions for 56 yards. Uh, Texans fumbled the ball twice and lost it. Stit. Lane tackler for the Bears was Roquan Smith from, from, from UGA. He had 12 tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and three hits on the quarterback. Eric Murray was the lean tackler for the Texans with 11 tackles, two sacks, and two tackles for loss. Bears had seven sacks in this game. They were all over the field. Mario Edwards Jr. had two sacks as well. And the Bears moved to six and seven, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Texans go to four and nine, and I believe are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Moving on, we had we had the tank bowl, as my friend Cedric calls it. Calls it. We had the four. Or the three and nine Dallas Cowboys taking on the two and nine and one Cincinnati Bengals. Cowboys destroyed them in this game, thirty to seven. Andy Dalton didn't have to do a whole lot. He was sixteen to twenty three, had one hundred eighty five yards, two touchdowns, was sacked two times. Leading rusher was Zeke. He was, had twelve carries for forty eight yards. I don't know what's happened to Zeke, but I don't know if it's the offensive line or what. But he has not been having a great year. Brandon Allen was 27 had 27 of 36 had 217 yards and one touchdown. Down their Bengals running rusher was uh, Trayvon Williams with 12 carries for 49 yards. AJ Green had a solid day, six receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown. Amari Cooper had four receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown. Bengals fumbled the ball three times and lost it three times. That that doesn't help you a lot. From one ball three times. Lane Tackler for the 
Cowboys was uh, Jalen Smith with 11 tackles. Tyrone Crawford had two sacks and two tackles for loss. Lean tackler for the Bengals was Josh Bynes with seven tackles. And the Bengals fall to two, 10 and one. Cowboys go to four and nine. Still have a slight chance at making the playoffs, but going to need some help. Moving on, we had a, an act, a pretty close game and a game where Kansas City looked to be in trouble. We had the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Miami Dolphins. Patrick Mahomes struggled in this game, especially early on. He, fin- he finished the game 24-34, had two, 393 yards, solid, two touchdowns, okay, but three interceptions. You don't, Patrick Mahomes, that you don't see him throwing that many interceptions in the game. And he also made some bad decisions, especially early on. He, he tried to, he was trying to be that person in Madden. If, if you play Madden, this is, literally this is almost every player in Madden, or at least in the old Maddens. Now, now it's a little bit harder to do. The players would just run backwards in, like in, in a circle to the other side of the field. Because play, at, in Madden, the tackling animations are terrible. There's no pursuit angle. And you could just run to the other side of the field. And then you, would, you could get a bunch of yards. Yards, pretty much that's what he tried to do. He ran like 30 yards backwards and took a sack. It was a bad decision on him. And Patrick Mahomes does not make a lot of bad decisions. So, so yeah, two of... Tagovailoa, he was 28 of 48, had 316 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, was sacked four times. They had Lynn Bowden Jr. throw a pass. Like I said, he he did play receiver or quarterback for some time. He was mostly used as a receiver. And he and he was the leading receiver for the Dolphins. Seven receptions for 82 yards. Mike Gusecki, five receptions for 65 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, Lane receiver for the Chiefs, eight receptions, 136 yards, one touchdown. Tyreek Hill had was the lane rusher, one carry for 32 yards and a touchdown. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 32 yards. They they have not been able to get a good rushing game going, but then again, they don't have to. So, oh, two also had a rushing touchdown. I forgot to mention that. That uh, Chiefs fumbled the ball twice, lost it one time. Dolphins from the ball one time did not lose it. Brandon Jones had nine tackles. Jerome Baker from Ohio State had eight tackles, two and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. Uh, and three hits on the quarterback. Lane tackler for the Chiefs was Legendarius Sneed and Daniel Sorensen with seven tackles. And Tyron Matthew had a pick. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and Eric Rowe had three an interception for eight, the St- Dolphins. Dolphins go to eight and five. Chiefs go to twelve and one. So, so yeah, Dolphins fought hard. Still think they're a good team. Just couldn't get it done. But Adam Gaze, or, or not Adam, not Adam Gaze. I forgot. Well, he was the Dolphins coach at a time, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, I meant Brian Flores. 
or as I don't know where Adam Gaze came into my head. Head. Uh, uh, but uh, Brian Flores, he had a he had a great game plan for Patrick Mahomes. Um, forced him to throw three interceptions. That that's that's not easy to do. So. Had a, and they had a chance in the end, just but couldn't recover the onside kick. The Dolphins, so yeah, yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs are the probably the best team in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. So, moving on, we have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to New York to take on the Giants. They won the game twenty six to seven. Kyler Murray was twenty four thirty five, had two hundred forty four yards, one touchdown, was sacked one time. Daniel Jones. I'm starting to wonder if the Giants rushed him back soon. Too soon. He was 11 of 21, had 127 yards, and was sacked six times. Colt McCoy, he was 2 of 3, and was sacked two times, and had 18 yards. I'm I'm starting to... Now, Colt McCoy, he did not do a lot on the offense. Don't get me wrong. But Daniel Jones, I, he also didn't have any interceptions, so so uh, I guess that's something to point out. But but maybe they rushed him back too soon. Soon, I know they're trying to make the playoffs, and part of their their win last week it wasn't on the offense too much. Well, their run game was pretty good, but not their. But not uh not passing the ball. So and they so uh I I don't know what you what I would have done done I would probably uh, start start Colt McCoy maybe. Wayne Gallman had uh, fifty seven yards in this game game. Kenan Drake for the Cardinals had twenty three carries for eighty yards. DeAndre Hopkins, big days, nine receptions, 136 yards. Lane receiver for the Giants was Golden Tate with one reception for 39 yards. Daniel Jones fumbled the ball three times. Oh, so, and lost it one time. Cole McCoy fumbled the ball. Deion Lewis fumbled the ball five times, lost three of them. Cardinals fumbled the ball three times, did not lose it at all, luckily. Lane Tackler was real peppers for the Giants with 13 tackles and two tackles for loss. And lane tackler for the Cardinals was Jordan Hicks, but Hassan Reddick. I need to talk about this. He had five tackles, five sacks, five tackles for loss in this game, six hits on the quarterback. And I want to say it doesn't show me, but fumble recoveries. Okay, I I want to. I wish I had said forced fumbles. On the on the stat line, I believe he. I want to say he had two or three forced fumbles in this game. He that's literally a career day. Hassan Reddick, he was a first round draft pick from Temple for the Cardinals. Cardinals uh, for most of his uh, career so far, he he wasn't doing a whole lot. People were considering him a bust, and then this year, I don't know if. It was a new system because I think they were using him at defensive end more than linebacker or like more as an edge rusher. 
but but he he's a different player this year. So So yeah, that's all I have to say. Moving on, we have the the uh, Minnesota Vikings traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Vikings, they were they were like five and one in their last six games or something like that. We're playing pretty good. Had it snuck into what or they didn't sneak into the playoffs yet. Yeah, but they were the seventh seed seed and had a chance to make it. They still have a chance to make it. Uh, but this was a, a win they really needed. Buccaneers uh, won the game eight. 26 to 14. Tom Brady, he was 15 to 23, had 196 yards, two touchdowns. Not a, didn't have to do a whole lot. Ronald Jones had 80 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown. Leading rusher for the for the Vikings was none other none other than uh Dalvin Cook with 22 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. Kirk Cousins had was 24 of 37. Had 225 yards in a touchdown. Irv Smith Jr. was the leading receiver for the Vikings. Four receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown. Mike Evans was the leading receiver for the Buccaneers with three receptions for 56 yards. Kirk Cousins fumbled the ball twice, only lost it one time. Antoine Winfield Jr., the rookie from Minnesota and the son of Antoine Winfield. Field had 12 tackles, a sack, one sack, one tackle for loss, and a hit on the quarterback. Shaquille Barrett had two sacks and two tackles for loss. Todd Davis had seven tackles in this game. And Dan Bailey had a rough day. He was 0 for 4 on field goals. 0, or 0 for 3, and he missed an extra point. So that's 10 points. That could have made it a two-point game if he if he made all those kicks. That 20, 24, wait, yeah, 24 points. So they it would have been 24-26. Not saying they would have won, won, but maybe they would have had a chance to go for a game-winning kick. I don't know. He, he had a rough day. How well has he done all season? 66%, but is that from just this past game? For the season? Uh, before this week, he... Yeah, really, this was his only bat act. Early on in the season, he had... Couple missed kicks, and then he had a missed kick against Jacksonville, and then three this week. So maybe I wouldn't give up on him yet, but if they're trying to make a push for the playoffs, you can't be having him miss that many. And how I'm just curious, how long were the field goals? I understand. That's that's what I, I want. I want to know, because if if they're like fifty plus, maybe you, you need to make at least one of those. But and okay, okay. Let's see. 
Okay, so he missed a 36-yarder. Okay, that, that needs to be made. 54. That Okay, that's, that's I guess, acceptable. 46. Mm, could happen, but... Person, person. It wasn't Tampa, so it's not like it was in bad weather, unless it was raining. I don't. I don't believe it was raining. So, yeah, you, you gotta do a little bit better, Dan Bailey. Uh, Buccaneers go to eight and five. Vikings go to six and seven in this game, or this year. Moving on, we have a AFC South. What? Our matchup, we had the Tennessee Titans traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Tennessee won the game 31-10. Ryan Tannehill was 19-24, had 212 yards, two touchdowns, was sacked one time. Derrick Henry, big day, 26 carries, 216 yards, or 15 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, James Robinson was the lean rush, rusher for the Jaguars with 12 carries for 67 yards. Mike Lennon, I have no idea if he was hurt or if he was doing bad. He was twelve or thirteen of twenty-three, eighty-five yards, one interception. Then they brought Garner Minshew. He was eighteen of thirty-one, had one hundred seventy-eight yards and one touchdown. Jaguars said they're starting him next week, so so we'll see what happens there. Keelan Cole Sr. had seven receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, seven receptions, 112 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis fumbled the ball for the Titans. Leading tackler for the Jaguars was Miles Jack with 10 tackles, one-half tackles for loss. Leading tackler for the Titans was uh, Kevin Byard with eight, 11 tackles. Malcolm Butler had an interception for the Titans. And the Titans go to 9-4, and four, I believe, are leading the uh, division since they are four and I believe they're right four and one in the division right now. Tight Colts are three and two, I I believe. So I I could be wrong. Let me let me double check on that. Okay, Titans are okay. One one win, two wins. Okay, two and one, three and one. Four and one. So then all they have left is the Texans. So they're four and one. Colts, they have two losses, I believe. They lost to the Jaguars earlier and then lost to Titans. So they at least have two losses. So. Uh, okay, one loss. Uh, one and one, one and two, two and two. So they had Texans and Jags. So I I have no idea who gets the tiebreaker. I would have to look at look at that because it's one and one, and it probably go to AFC or common opponents, something like that. So that would take out the. Titans that would take away the Bills and 
Bills and Chiefs. Wait, no, 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 no. No, it'd be take away the Bills and Raiders. Raiders, is that is that correct? Who they? There, it's some AFC West team. Broncos, Broncos. Okay, so those those two wins would t- go away, which would not help them. I have no idea who the Colts played. They probably played the. Were Chargers? When Chargers were last, or was or the Broncos last? I think Chargers were last last year. Well, I mean, no, Chargers drafted him with the sixth pick. Broncos. Broncos had a, where Broncos were second. I I would I'm gonna have to look at that. In a second, but I want to finish this recap first. Moving on, we had a NFC North matchup. We had the Green Bay Packers taking on the Detroit Lions. Surprisingly, it was a close game. Packers won the game 34-21. Aaron Rodgers, 26-33, 290 yards, three touchdowns. Solid, big day, solid day. Uh, trying to help his chances at winning MVP. Matthew Stafford, 24-34, 244 yards, one touchdown. But he got, he got hurt in this game. And they had to bring in Chase Daniels. I believe he's going to start. I, I'm going to have to double check on that. I'll, I'll probably have more information by Wednesday. They, DeAndre Swift had t- seven carries for 24 yards and one touchdown. They could not get a rushing game going. Uh, Packers ran the ball 31 times, had 120 yards. Aaron Jones had 69 yards. Aaron Rodgers had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Devontae Adams, seven receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Leading receiver for the Lions was Danny Amendola with six receptions for 66 yards. Leading tackler was Daryl Roberts with seven tackles and one pass deflection. Leading tackler for the Packers was Darnell Savage with eight tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. And Lions follow the 5-8 and eight that... They they have a small chance of making the playoffs, I believe. Actually, uh, I believe they have to win out, and they need Vikings to at most can win one game. I think I'm gonna have to look at all the scenarios. I'll do that a little bit later. So then we had the choke bowl. Well, we had the two teams that unfortunately haven't been the best. Best at finishing games. We had the Atlanta Falcons taking on the L.A. Chargers. Falcons. Falcons have been known for known for not finishing games. Chargers, they've had the most one-possession games. It's like over the past two or three years. Years, and they just never can get it done. Or when they do, they don't win up, win up by a lot, so... Chargers, they won the game 20-17 to 17 off a game-winning field goal. Matt Ryan had a rough day, 21-32, had 224 yards, one touchdown, three interception. They had Russell Gage throw a pass, and he threw a touchdown. 
Justin Herbert, 36 of 44, 243 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, was sacked one time. Not bad for him. Austin Eckler had 79 yards on the ground, and he was the leading receiver, had nine receptions for 67 yards. Calvin Ridley, big day, eight receptions, 124 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Chargers fumbled the ball twice. Luckily, did not lose lose it at all. Lane tacklers were Kenneth Murray Jr. and Kaiser White with seven tackles. Lane tackler for the Falcons was A.J. Terrell with 13 tackles and a pass deflection. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. They are that your corner cornerback is your lean tackler. Because it, it's a good thing because maybe he's all over the field. Bad news is, though, maybe they were targeting him a lot or something. I, I, I would have to watch some film to see. Was he just making a bunch of tackles? Or, like, were they just passing to him a lot and he just... He only had one pass breakup, so maybe he just tackled the player after he caught it. I have no idea. I'll, I'll have to watch some film on that. Uh, Kaiser White and Kenneth Murray were the leading tacklers with seven tackles. Um, Rayshon Jenkins, uh, Julio Adai, and Michael Davis had three interceptions. Uh, Bloody Ray Wilson had it picked for the Falcons. And the Chargers moved to four and nine. Falcons would go to four and nine. They're officially eliminated from the playoffs. And and yeah, yeah, both teams gonna need a lot of help. Falcons gonna be looking for a new coach. Chargers, we'll have to see see what happens there with Anthony Lynn. And then we had our Monday Night Football. Now this, I got to say, might have been the game of the year. Brown, or Ravens won the game 47-42. to It it was a back-and-forth game. But game, and this is what the type of games people want to watch. Browns were... Browns... Really need this win, uh, win for for two reasons. One, they wanted to have a chance at winning the AFC North, and two, to uh, try to help secure a playoff spot. Ravens, they really need this win to uh, to help their chances of uh, making the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, who was eleven to seventeen, had one hundred sixty three yards, one touchdown, was sacked four times, and he ha- and he got hurt in this game. He or something. He had cramps, and he he was sent to the locker room. RG three he he got COVID or no or no he got hurt, and they had to place him on IR. So they had to bring in Trace McSorley, and he was one of four had thirteen yards. But then Trace McSorley got hurt, and I don't know if this was planned or what. But then they brought out Lamar Jackson, and he came back out to win the game. I don't know if he had a cramp. He just needed a massage or something. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know what happened, but he came back in and won the game for them. Baker Mayfield, 
he had a he had a solid day. It was twenty eight forty seven. Had three hundred forty three yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Shin, Jarvis Landry threw one pass. You should be expecting that every week now because it seems like he's always throwing a pass. Lamar Jack. Uh, Lamar Jackson was the leading rusher for the Ravens, had nine carries for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Browns could not stop him at all. Nick Chubb had 82 yards and two rushing touchdowns in this game. Kareem Hunt had a rushing touchdown instead of Baker Mayfield. Kareem Hunt was the leading receiver for the Browns with six receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Rashard Higgins, six receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown as well. Mark Andrews made some big plays, especially down the stretch for the Ravens, had five receptions for 78 yards. J.K. Dobbins fumbled the ball one time, did not lose it. Browns fumbled the ball seven times and did not lose it. That they're they're lucky about that. You gotta hang on to the ball. Rashard Higgins had three fumbles. Landry had two. Kareem Hunt and Baker Mayfield won. That the odds of that happening is very small. Seven fumbles with and none of them going your way. Or or none of them going to the other team. That that's crazy, but I guess that's also good awareness by by their players that when the ball was down to jump on it. So that's good. Carl Joseph he had seven tackles for the Browns. Uh, all Olivier Vernon had two sacks in this game. Lean tackler for the Ravens was Chuck Clark with nine tackles. Tyus Bowser had an interception. And Cody Parkey, he missed a field goal. And he missed an extra point. A lot of Browns fans are mad at him because they're saying he lost them the game. Just saying. Because he missed an extra point. Justin Tucker missed an extra point. I guess he didn't miss it. It was blocked. Blocked. So, not fully on him, but on Justin Tucker. But he made the kick when it mattered. Made a 55-yarder. So, so a lot of Browns fans are blaming Cody Parkey. Yes, those are kicks you can't miss. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to blame, fully blame him. And I'm not going to be here and blame anybody, but their defense letting up 42 points. I'm sorry. You can't be letting up 42 points. Points. So, that this is... Uh, you guys might disagree with me on it, but it's more on the defense. And Lamar Jackson, I know he's a crazy player. He's fast. You have to, like, put spies on him and everything because otherwise he'll just run all, run all over you. And they're a Russian attack team. Team, they don't pass the ball a lot. So, so yeah, but you, you have to have a good rush, Russian defense to stop them. And the Browns, I hate to say it, they don't have the best Russian attack. 
Russian defense, so. But, but big Browns, uh, I will say this. They lost this game, but they, again, they proved a week again, I think, that they're here to compete, and I'm going to give them credit, credit where credit's due. This isn't the same Browns team from before. So, so yeah, but the Browns still don't have a playoff spot. Same thing with the Ravens. Browns, they play the the Giants, Jets, and Steelers to finish off the season. Uh, Ravens, they play the Jaguars, Giants, and Bengals to finish the year off. So, if I'm the Browns, you you need to uh, make sure you win out in all those games, especially that Steelers game, because that's important for two reasons. One, if they want to win the AFC North, and two, uh, make the playoffs. If because if they somehow lose out. Nine seven might not be enough. Ten and six might not even be enough as well. Eleven and five should be good. Ten and six teams depends on their tiebreaker, but the Ravens would have the tiebreaker over them. So Browns, you need to be a little bit uh, careful, especially with Dolphins eight and five. There's a bunch of teams, so you're gonna need to be careful. Now I wanted to. Uh Talk about the uh, possible playoff scenarios going into next week. Pretty much what teams need to do uh, to a to clinch a playoff spot or clinch the division to give them a home game. Game. So yeah, let's let's get to it. Uh, the Chiefs. If the Chiefs want to get a first round bye, so the one seed this year, they, the NFL's changing the playoffs. Uh, instead of six teams, there's going to be seven teams going to the playoffs, and the one seed will be the only one going, getting a first round by. The second seed, seed will be playing wild card weekend. So if the Chiefs want a first round by, they need to beat the Saints this weekend. They need the Steelers to lose their game, and then they need the Bills to lose. If that happens, they get the. A first round by, no matter what. Steelers, uh, to to uh, clinch the uh, AFC North, they need a win. And a Browns or wait or a Browns loss. So, if the Browns Steelers win, or the Browns lose, they pretty much make it. So it's almost. Guaranteed. Only way is if. Only way for them, for the Steelers to uh, lose it is if the Browns tie, which is not likely. So I would say that Steelers pretty much have the. The uh, AFC North locked up.
So, so they they would they would need a a tie to happen, to not clinch it. They would need the Browns. They would either have to tie the. Who do they play next week? They play the. The Bengals. So they they would have to tie the Bengals, or the Browns, would have to tie for them. To not uh win, win the uh division, uh for the Bills. They can uh clinch the uh AFC East. For the first time since nineteen ninety five, five, that that would be huge for Buffalo, and for me as a Bills fan, they've never won the AFC East before, and this is kind of embarrassing, but also interesting. The Colts have won the AFC East more recently than us. They won it in ninety six, I think. Ninety five, ninety six, bef- before the they. Before the Texans joined, when the Texans joined the NFL, they they changed up the uh, divisions. It used to be five teams in each. There were three divisions, North, South, Central, I think, or East, West, Central, something like that. That, and... And there were pretty much like five teams in each division, except for one. One division, I believe, had, or actually, I think there might have been six. I I can't remember, five or six. Or I think one division had to have six. Wait, no, I know everybody had five, and then one had a four, so. Wait, wait, 32, so 31 teams. Well, I, I went to one division, had six. Six, yeah, I was right. And, yeah, it's pretty much embarrassing. So the the Bills beat the Broncos this weekend, or the Dolphins lose to the Patriots, I think. Yeah, if the Dolphins lose to the Patriots, or the Bills win, Bills win the AFC East. Bills can clinch a playoff spot no matter what with a Ravens loss. So if the Ravens lose to the Bengals? When the Steelers play Bengals, Ravens play the Giants? When the Browns play Giants, the Jets. When the the Ravens play? Ravens, Ravens. Oh, they play Jags. Okay, Jaguars. So... If they somehow lose to the Jaguars, Bills get in no matter what. Titans, they clinch a playoff spot with a with a win and a Ravens loss. Or there are 29 other scenarios. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. There's 29 different scenarios for the Titans to, to clinch a playoff spot. And that's just... And that's without ties. There's like 100... If they do tie, so Titans, I would say, will pretty much make the playoffs. There's so many scenarios where if not one of them works out, that's that's just crazy. So Titans, I would say, are most likely going to make, to make the playoffs. Saints, 
Saints, uh, they already clinched the spot in the playoffs, but they can uh, clinch the NFC South with a win this weekend or over the Chiefs or a Buccaneers loss. So... And, and I, I just realized this. I don't know what I was thinking. I said the Steelers win or Browns lost, but the Steelers lose and the Browns win, then they don't clinch, clinch it. So I, I don't know why I thought about a tie. Tie. So I just thought about that. Uh, the Rams, they can uh, clinch the... The... Uh, NFC South, wait, West, West, with a, wait, wait, yeah, clinch a playoff spot with a win over the Jets, and the Seahawks can clinch a playoff spot with a win over the football team, so those are all the clinching scenarios this week, and and just for fun, I'm going to go over the elimination scenarios branch how some teams that still have a playoff chance can be eliminated this week 100% Broncos they they have less than 1% to make it but they would be and they need a lot to happen but they would be officially eliminated with a a loss to the Bills a Dolphins win or a Raiders win any of those three happen, the Broncos are 100% eliminated. They, they need a lot to happen to make it, so it's not likely, likely they'll make it, but you never know. It's 2020. Anything can happen. So, Patriots will be officially eliminated if they lose to the Dolphins. would be the first time since 2009 they missed it because they missed it in 2009. When Matt Castle played, but they still went eleven and five. So, uh, Panthers, they they would be one hundred percent eliminated if they lose to the Packers or if the Cardinals win. Cowboys, they'll be eliminated from winning the uh, division with with a with a win. With a Washington win, a Cowboys loss. And they they would be eliminated from the playoffs with a Washington win and a Cardinals win. So that would eliminate their chance at getting in as a seven seed. Eagles would be eliminated from the... uh, From the playoffs. With a Eagles with a with a loss with or with uh by losing to the Cardinals and a Washington win. If those happen, Eagles are eliminated from the playoffs. 49ers, if they lose to the Cowboys in a Cardinals win. They are eliminated. If the Cardinals win and the Lions lose to the Titans, 
they are also eliminated. So pretty much most teams are relying on the Cardinals to lose this week. And the Cardinals play the... The... The Eagles. So. Uh, Browns are now teams that could be eliminated from winning the division. They could still make the playoffs, but uh, when getting getting a first-round bye, bye it's, it's only down to three teams now for a first-round bye, but to get uh, a home game for the for week one of the playoffs, the wild-card round, they... These teams uh, need to uh, win their division. The Browns would be eliminated with a loss to the Giants or if the Steelers win their game. Dolphins would be eliminated with a L to the Patriots or the Bills win. Buccaneers would be eliminated with from the division if they lose or if the Saints win. Cardinals, Saints win an L. They take an L or the Seahawks win. And the Cowboys would be eliminated with a football team win. So those are all the elimination scenarios. And then earlier were the clinching scenarios. So, so yeah, it's come down to crunch time. As of right now, now how many teams have clinched the playoff spot? Four, I believe. Okay, Eagle or Steelers and Chiefs have officially clinched the playoff spot. Packers and Saints have as well. So that leaves 12 spots left. 12 spots left. And there's. Thirteen teams fighting for five spots in the NFC. And then in the AFC, there's nine teams fighting for five spots in the AFC. So, at as of right now. Now, Broncos, they would need a miracle. Patriots, they're going to need help. Raiders, I, th- I believe they need help. What's their playoff percentage? They have a 76% chance of not making the playoffs. So, yeah, they're, they're probably going to need some help. Ravens, if they if they win out, I believe, they get in as long as the Dolphins lose to the Bills. So, Ravens fans, you can uh, well return the favor for you, hopefully. And... Dolphins have a 78% chance of not making the playoffs. Is it because... Is it because of the Bills, or do they have a tough schedule? They, they play the Jets, Dolphins... Wait, they, yeah, I mean, they play the Jets, Bills, and Patriots, I believe. Is that, is that correct? Let me let me double check on that. Dolphins play the Oh, 
Oh, right, no, they played the Raiders. My bad. Okay, so they put. I'm sorry. Our, they played Patriots, Raiders, and Bills. So if they lose one of those games, that, that could help hurt them a lot. And let's see, they have the tiebreaker over the Ravens right now based on best win percentage in conference games. And, yes. Well, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day or week whenever you're listening to this. This it's coming down to the wire in the NFL. Fell excited for the playoffs. Well, first the Bills have to make the playoffs. So and they just need to win one more game pretty much. They win one game and they're in. To my knowledge. At least if they win this week they're in. I don't know what the scenario would be if we lose the next two games and then we won the last week. But I don't want to test that. So hopefully we win on Saturday. I'll be back on Wednesday, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday at 7 or at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central with my predictions with, with my friend Cedric. We're going to do them again. And, yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And hail state and go Bills.